Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. It's me, Wade. We're here. We're doing it. Sipping on that decaf on you. That's right. Still sipping on decaf hard during this podcast. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, that's my new thing. Sipping on decaf with you guys. Three weeks strong. No, ca- Not doing caffeine on the podcast. Just drinking that decaf. You about that decaf life with me? I hope you're all getting that. Maybe I'll make a t-shirt that says that, that decaf life. <laughs> I'll just sell that in old folks' homes. That'll, that's how I'll make my fortune. Selling decaf for life t-shirts to the homeless. Yeah! I don't know what this reference is, but I like the for life thing, because... I'm committed to decaf because I'm going to croak soon. So when they told me I can't have the caffeine because it speeds up my heart rate too fast. Oh, yeah. Let everybody know you can't have. That's how you. That's what we should do. Like just going to coffee shops. I'm surprised that isn't a thing now where people just have their coffee orders written on their uh, on their clothing. That's what people need. We need to bring back the belt buckles that people used to have, you know, like the ones uh the belt buckles that lit up and had words scroll across them, you know? It was have that, and that's when you go to Starbucks. So, like, if it's a long line, you just hold up your fucking belt buckle, and it's just a, like, venti latte, white mocha, whatever fucking bullshit you're trying to drink there. But you have a scroll across that so the cash register guys see it and be like, okay, uh, douchebag who doesn't want to wait in line wants that. <laughs> Make sure he's spitting that mocha because he's using a belt buckle to give me his order. <laughs> so you know society's over. People are using their light-up belt buckles to make orders. You know, I'm surprised this isn't a thing yet. Like, how? Like, there's so many of those like clips, clip-on belts. You know, like for your cell phone and stuff. How come nobody's made a clip for your phone that makes your phone your belt buckle? You know, then you can just have all sorts of shit. You just got the Joe Rogan podcast playing in your dick <laughs> when you're walking around, just blaring that. Actually, I wouldn't, it, like, if you put, like, a Beats pill as your goddamn uh, belt buckle and played your music through that and it was just coming from me, I would respect that, you know. just <laughs> Instead of a boom box on the ladies, it's called a muff box. You're just like, I'm just jamming out for my box, yo. <laughs> Oh, dude. Yeah, we should just need to start incorporating technology into belt buckles to bring them back, you know? We got to do something with the belt buckles. Only cowboys are still rocking belt buckles. We need to bring them back. I used to rock belt buckles, man. I loved them. And then, like, you can't find them as easy anymore. I used to get mine from um, Sun before, you know, they went all uh, Jenner sister slash Kardashians on me. It was so weird. PacSun was, like, the skater, like, punk store for a long time. Like, Bam Margera had all these ads and stuff like that. And then, like, Jackass had stuff in there, and it was, like, all the skateboard shoes. Like, they sold audio skateboard shoes. And, like, in which, if you knew what audio skateboard shoes was, you were into skateboarding. Like, it was not something you saw a lot of people wear. It wasn't, like, the DC shoes. But that's what it was. And I remember getting belt buckles from there. I remember their, their famous thing, like, around the time I was growing up, you know, in, like, uh, middle school into the first few years of high school, the big thing was, uh, remember, uh, the belts that were, like, the Cadillac click-in uh, button. So, it was, like, a seat belt that had the button on the side, and, like, so you just, like, clip it in, like, a belt buckle, and that's how, or, like, a seat belt, and that was your belt, was just a, 
a seat belt around your dick. What's amazing is people go pay for that. Like, if you go to a junkyard, you could just make one yourself, which would be cooler, in my opinion. I'm all about self-made stuff, man. That's what you got to do. It's what you need to bring to the table. Bring your own flair by making it yourself. <laughs> I'll go get a Pontiac belt buckle. <laughs> That's why everybody wanted the Cadillac one was cool. Uh, but I'll come into school with a fucking Pontiac logo. Hell yeah, give me that GNC clip in, yo. <laughs> I don't need this stupid Cadillac shit. It's so weird because people look down on Pontiac, uh, I feel like. And they had the Firebird for a long time, man. That was like one of the hottest cars out there. And now all of a sudden, Pontiac, just look down upon. That is not for everybody. Yeah. But I used to be into those belt buckles, man. I remember I, this is so weird and so embarrassing to admit, but I definitely had a belt buckle. I had a John Deere belt buckle because uh, I thought the John Deere logo was so fucking cool. And, like, it's not even that I was into, like, farming or was a farm kid. I grew up in Iowa, but I grew up in the city. I've, I've bailed hay and tasseled of some corn like you know what i mean like there's detasseled corn like i haven't done anything that would warrant me shit like if i went out anywhere wearing that i'd probably just look like the biggest poser ever but i like the logo and the color like that green and yellow is cool shit i don't know and it was also just like i think it was like one of those things where at that point my in my youth i was trying to find that identity and it was like Nobody else is going to wear John Deere shit. I'll just wear John Deere shit and just wear this belt buckle. And that was like my identity. Oh, wait. I was, you're always looking for your thing. And I'm like, oh, I'll be Wade, the John Deere belt buckle guy. Like, what a fucking terrible gimmick. <laughs> I, I tried to find an identity like I was trying to be a pro wrestler. I just had to find that gimmick that would get me over with the crowd. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, it hurt. You have no idea the amount of, like, white, hot, like, shame I feel over my body right now sharing that with you. Oh, God, it hurts my insides. I even had a matching cap to go with it, guys. Yeah, the green and yellow trucker hat. Woo! I wish I still kind of had that hat. Not, not going to lie here. That hat was sick. I would rock that hat today. Yeah. But had to downsize. Got rid of it with a bunch of other shit. That's what I've been doing lately been trying to downsize get rid of some shit man um it, but the problem is like i just don't want to give away shit like i have some stuff that's like i know it's worth some money i don't want to just give it away i'd rather just like sell it somehow i tried to i went to our uh, good friend on craigslist here you know we're very familiar with craigslist ads on this podcast but um yeah no luck so far uh Got a guitar, a sound bar, a really good sound bar. Oh, yeah, I'm going to start doing a pitch right here on my podcast. You guys want to buy a Phillips sound bar? It has amazing quality, make all your videos sound great. And you can watch Disney Plus, use this, get the surround sound. Watch the Mandalorian surround sound with a sound bar. Ugh, gross. And then some movie posters I want to get. And it's not moving on the Craigslist, guys. It's because, as we know, there are only perverts on there. That's all Craigslist for is criminals and perverts. So unless my I let I think if I maybe I should put these items are stolen and then maybe I'll get some bites on it to be like hell yeah I want some I want a hot sound bar <laughs> I need some heat behind that sound bar. Um, but I was looking into because this is I tried to sell a guitar once and it, like they were just not gonna give me anything for it and I thought like I'm kind of like getting desperate and I had an idea I'm thinking about going to a pawn shop. Just, just hawking these movie posters and the soundbar and the guitar at this at a pawn shop, just to see. The only thing that's like 
making me regret I don't want to go into a pawn shop I feel like that's the one thing I don't want to do in my life I never want to have to go into a pawn shop I feel like that says something about me that like I'm losing at life I don't know why I just have this negative stereotype with it and I just uh, you know I've watched so much pawn stars I just don't want to go in (laughs) I feel like I'm just gonna do whatever I don't know I would sell all three of these things for like a hundred bucks, but I know I'm not gonna get that. I'm gonna get like fifty for all three, and the you know, I don't understand how pawn shops make fucking money, dude. Like they just lend out money. I know there's interest on it, and then they sell stuff, and then they buy and sell things. But who goes to a pawn shop to actually buy stuff? Like I've never been in one. I know, like actually, when I drive by them, I see a ton around where I live. Like, they have, I've seen, like, snow, because I'm in the mountains, there's snowboards out front, and, like, you can see guitar, like, guitars galore. I don't know why anybody doesn't, buys a guitar new. Like, you should just always go to a pawn shop, I feel like, unless they just charge outrageously. I would assume they don't, though. Like, I would assume you could get a really good deal on decent guitars at a pawn shop. But then again... The whole point of it is it's a predatory business and you're trying to sell your shit because you're in desperate need of cash. See, I'm not that desperate. I just want to get rid of stuff. You know you have too much stuff when you got a storage unit. I had to go down there and go to the storage unit. I went through stuff, threw away some stuff. That was good. Not as much in there as I remember, so that's the good thing. Like, we're deep. We're getting rid of shit. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is my life right now. I'm not doing anything. The pawn shops, though. I just don't get them. It just seems intimidating, you know, especially because I'm going to walk in. I This is my thing. I feel like i got to do it in waves. I can't bring all three items. Or, uh, yeah, there's th- three things total, but, like, uh, what, five items, I guess, because there's three movie posters? Whatever. doesn't matter. Semantics. But you go. But i got to go in. I think i got to bring them all in separately, like I bring in the movie posters on their own, and then, like, a few days later, bring in that sound bar, and then I bring in the guitar, and then they start getting suspicious, thinking I'm stealing somewhere, and that's when I have the cops get called, and they're like, can we see, like, receipts for this? I'm like, nobody has receipts for this stuff. I've had it for years. Oh, well, you can't prove you had it? Well, maybe we'll confiscate it. And then the pawn shop gets it for free, and it's like, God damn it. They pulled one over on me again. But that's what I think I should do is take it in piece by piece rather than all at once. But that's what I think... But I think the all-in-one deal is a better option. I can go in there and just be like, yeah, here's all this. Here's a package deal. And I feel like it's going to throw them off rather than bringing in stuff one at a time. They can get their experts. Because if Pawn Stars has taught me anything, it's just they always bring in experts. <laughs> Every pawn shop around the world has experts that they bring in. They have historians, musical experts, in- collectors of baseball cards. They're on. They're, they're a call away. And as we know, those professionals have nothing going on those those experts are always able to be called and go down to a pawn shop to answer questions about something they will not get paid for (laughs) free consultation to see if this is legally legit (laughs) oh that's my favorite part is all the all those old dudes getting called in yeah, I know everything there is to know about Civil War memorabilia. It's like before that show, they never called in those dudes. Like that, <laughs> they might take it to them afterwards to authenticate it, but there's no way before that show. Like when once History Channel gave them a budget, they're like, "Hey, we can authenticate this shit beforehand. It's on the History Channel's budget." Sick. It's just good. This is good branding right there, guys. And then they go home and they relax, knowing they ripped off a couple people. It's a good, good time out there, guys. Yeah. Just got to come home and do what you do 
to and make yourself relax at the end of the day. It all comes down to relax at the end of the day. This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a little bit about my relaxation routine. And I I, I want to pose this question because everybody has a thing they go home and do. So let me know. Email us at punninggame at gmail.com. Email us. Use the uh, home routine when you get home. That's Put that in the subject line and I'll read it. Maybe, well, maybe I'll pick some good ones on the podcast if somebody writes it. But here's what we're like. I think it's the best to come home. And you, I, I ask my girlfriend this sometimes. I'll be sitting there, be like, "Hey, we're not going anywhere, right? We're like, I don't, we don't need to go to the store. We don't need to run an errand or anything like that. We're done. We're just gonna chill at home tonight." And she, she tell me, "Yeah." And as soon as she says that, peel my socks off, because there's nothing better than just peeling your socks off and being free and just feeling that carpet on your feet, man. It's the most freeing feeling ever. Actually, I'm going to do it right here on the podcast. I'm going to remove my socks right here on the podcast for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. This is not the fetish porn that you want. There's got to be fetish podcast porn. I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm going to relieve the second one here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to start right at the base of the fucking little... Little thing, a little elastic, right? I'm gonna pull it over the heel. Oh yeah. Oh, is the sock flipping inside out? I don't give a shit. It's going in the hamper. Oh yeah. Now both feet are free. Oh yeah. Now we can get loose on this podcast. Yeah. You didn't know I'd take off the socks in the podcast, right? Well, you don't know what's gonna happen when you're sipping on decaf, guys. You never know what's gonna happen. Taking off socks and making them rock, yo. Rocking my socks off on this podcast. Ugh, I hate myself for just saying that. Yeah, who the fuck are you, Wade? Sip on some decaf. Sip it on that decaf. But yeah, dude, that's like my home routine. As soon as I get home, it's off with the socks. That's when I know the day is over. And you just rub them in the fucking carpet nice and long. I try to get like that static going. So I, I know it works better if you keep the socks on. That's how you get your static um, powers going to, you know, shock your girlfriend or something. You know, just do a that's what that's what my shock sound like. Sounds like a, a dead fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you got to do that. And then maybe throw on some sweatpants. Always sweatpants. I love sweatpants, dude. They're the best. You got to remove the socks. That's when I feel the best. So let me know. Well, what is it that you guys know that you're home for the evening that you do? And you're like, yep, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere now. Take off your socks. Maybe you strip down in your birthday suit. You're like, fuck it. I'm a nudist at home. Let me know. Like, how you get your freak on once you get home? How do you celebrate that you made it back from the wild jungle of whatever town you're in and survived another work day to take to enjoy your routine of coming home? Let me know. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. I fucking love it, dude. Dude, I'm just, like, amazed at how good my feet feel right now. Oh, yeah. The only thing that sucks about this is, like, I now I have a dog, and I have to take her out to go to the bathroom, and you slip on your shoes with no socks on. Yeah, I'm a gross individual. A lot of people think that's disgusting, putting uh, shoes on without your socks because it's just all that grominess. But I don't see what the difference is because you sweat it in your shoes anyway with those socks on. So the socks are sweaty. So you're just putting another sweaty thing between another thing you sweat in there's there's no real thing you're just you're cutting out another layer of of collecting sweat when you take off your socks and put your shoes on with no socks it makes no sense why is that a big deal you know 
it's not as gross as people walk around barefoot in public. Dude, I, I'll never forget this. I was in the mall over in Omaha one time, and this dude was just walking the mall completely barefoot, just walking around. And it wasn't like uh, – like it, dude wasn't homeless. This kid was – had to be around my age, right? Like I was 16, 17 at the time. This kid, this kid was my age or older. He might have been in his 20s. It seems like one of those. I would guess he was actually older, like at least 20, 21, because it seems like one of those like hippy dippy things you did. Uh, you know, he was trying to find his his niche. His, like that was his belt buckle phase. You know, was the no shoes in public phase. He's like, yeah, man, it's be. It, I was in the fucking candy store. It was in one of those giant, you know, candy stores that have that try to be way too fun, too much colors, and you can get too much. This it's a store of diabetes. Uh, if you get locked in there and that's all you could eat forever, you died diabetes before you died of starvation. Um. And he's just in there talking to the clerk because he obviously knew her. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing this for, like, a few months now. You know, it's, it's it's better for you. Like, it helps with your back posture. And, like, uh, it actually helps build up calluses. So you eventually just have, like, a natural resistance to, like, stepping on rocks and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, but you're in the candy store. And you're barefoot. Like, he's got to be stuck stepping on some, like, remnants of, like, sugar. Like, his feet had to be super sticky living, leaving there, right? That's actually a brilliant thing. Like, that's how he steals. Like, he just goes to the candy store and gets his feet all sticky from the, like, you know, people's dumping Sour Patch sugar on the floor by accident while they're scooping out with those big old fucking industrial scoops of Sour Patch Kids in those plastic bags. You know, he's just walking over there and just getting his feet nice and sticky. Then he's, like, going into Hot Topic, you know, putting his, like, talking to somebody and taking his foot and sticking. And he's got calluses built up. So when he puts it and he just, like, gets, like, a pack of earrings or something off of, like, one of those little spinny kiosks, you know, just sticks his foot right up there. Just like, yeah, 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 just back, just kicking his foot back. And just putting it right up there, and then he puts it on. And, like, it'll stick to it eventually. And then how he gets it to really stick to his foot to so make sure he, nobody sees it, you know, he somehow pops it, gets through the needle of those earrings back of the back of his thing. And then he goes and sells them in the back market. That's how that hippie lives. The old uh, coat the foot in sugar and then go to Hot Topping and steal earrings and sell them. You know, that old business. The dude's on another level. He's on top of it. <laughs> This dude was dressed so goofy too. He had like he was wearing wear, like super duper long hair, like longer than what mine is even right now. And then he had like a newsy cap and like a brown. He had like a brown shirt where like the collar was like stretched out. Where like it, it looked like he was trying to create his own V-neck, but he just took his collar and just stretched it out as far as possible. He wanted to show some cleavage, and that's how he was getting those people distracted when he was doing the foot kickback. He's like, eh, eh. you know, he's just like, he's like, check out my chest hair right here. Oh, man. People are fucking insane. That dude definitely lives in the Benson area. If you're from the Omaha area, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All the hipsters over there gentrifying the area and shit. Yeah, but what are you gonna do? You know, that's just this is way it is. Uh, so I guess I probably should get into some of the articles I found that, uh, or at least one of them, one or two of them. I got two. We'll see which one we'll get through, one or both. Let's find out. Uh, so 
I found this one. Uh, you got sometimes you know we all have negative thoughts on it from time to time, but you know it's all about noticing them and changing them. So I found this thing that says uh, there is uh, the the neuroscience of breaking out of negative thinking and how to do it in under 30 seconds. Yeah, because as we all know, if you find something on the internet that says you can do it in under 30 seconds, like 30-minute abs, then it's it's legit. There's If there's a timestamp on it, you know you're getting your money's worth. So let's find out what the steps are. There's a bunch of filler at the beginning of this it tells you why uh the science behind it i'm not going to read that we're going to go right in the meat and potatoes and get to the part that everybody cares about how to do it but if you want to read that links are in the description down below as always guys so step one notice your negative bias the first step is to bring awareness to the oh, ordinary habits of the mind catch yourself when you slip into self-doubt um Reminiscing, anxiety, and fear. Notice when your mind starts to spinning out of control. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you, you got to become aware of it in order to stop it. You know, it's like if you have a leak in your basement. If you don't know it's there, you can't fix it, so you got to pay attention. Your, your mind's like a leaky basement, you see. It's just seeping in all sorts of negative energy, and it's starting to break down the foundation. And if you don't notice it before it's too late, the foundation breaks, and your whole mind collapses into itself. And then you spend the rest of your life in a padded room. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but it's fun. it's fucking great. Okay, so once you notice it, guys, what do you do then? You gotta do step number two: shift to a moment of gratitude. That's right. When you start feeling bad for yourself, you just start making making sure you know that you're fucking great and why you're good at it uh notice the open spaces for carving new neural pathways we've talked about neural pathways on this podcast before so that's nothing new so let's see here shift in allows you to flood this space with more productive uh focuses and of attention a few seconds of gratitude is the most effective way to do this think of one thing you're grateful for right now your home your job your health your family your talent your strengths your weaknesses your inner dialogue to die you're wanting to be better than phil because phil took your heart school high school sweetheart oh god wow would they see that just spiraled out of control <laughs> those pathways carved deep into negativity I love how, like, they always use, like, the same generic, like, um, quote-unquote things you should be thankful for. Your home, your job, your thing. We all, like, are th we all want to say we're thankful for that, but we always take it so fucking for granted. Um, but, like, that's why you want to take make it a moment of gratitude for those things. I get it. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, that is a good thing. You definitely should notice it and then try to find a positive spin. My mom's been harping on me that for years, and I keep telling her I don't want to. Anyway. Uh, here's, and then number three, this is where it's going to get real tricky, guys. This is where the work gets put in. This is what separates the bad from the boys, the women from the girls, um, is rewire your brain. Uh, here where real work begins, uh, Harrison calls this a simple, the simple act of savoring. It takes 15 seconds to stay with the new with this new mindset to encode it deep into the fabric of your mind. The last step is where you transform 
your ordinary habit of overlooking the positive. It's where you shift your brain you shift your brain response to all the good in life from telephone to Velcro. Wait, what is that? Te Teflon. Oh, from light. Okay, let me try this again. <laughs> Rewind. Here we go. It's where we shift brain response to all the good in life from Teflon to Velcro. Oh, okay. So rather than like deflecting off, it sticks. Got it. Now we're on it. We're all, f we're flipping out of our evolution. Oh, God damn it. We're flipping our evolved wiring uh, on its head, taking just a few seconds to build a stronger memory around the good things happening in life. The best thing about this practice is that the time efficient, portable, and powerful uh, it takes less than 30 seconds and you can do it anytime, anywhere, and you will begin to experience immediate shift in mindset. Uh, the moment it take it makes you shift, you, everything changes. You remember the purpose, looking for, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we all need, it'll help you push yourself forward. Like you're just doing that quick, like somebody cuts you off in traffic, you get all pissed off. You're like, now nah, I'm going to be late because of this, that. And then you go, hey, but if, if I didn't, I couldn't have got caught off if I didn't have this fucking bitchin' ride. Uh, and you're like, and yeah, I'm driving a bitchin' ass car. Yeah, I'm spending, uh, it gets five miles a gallon. Because why? Because it's a bitchin' ass car. And I drive a Hummer. And Hummers are the greatest thing ever. And that's what's going to happen. I'm on top of my game. <laughs> just the most bro-y. Like, you just turn your brain into a bro yelling at you. Just like, yeah, man, I'm on top of my game. <laughs> I don't care that dude cut me off. I'm going to cut this next dude off. That's how good I'm feeling. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> You can't get on top of my level. Yeah, just spin it, guys. That's all it is. It's like we talk about all the time. You gotta do the spin. Oh, shit, guys. I don't... There we go. I, I, It's so bad how I do the timing for this show. It's on my iPhone. plays that song. Sometimes it's loud. Sometimes it's not. I don't know. I haven't figured it out. But it doesn't matter because now it's time for Miss connections that's right one of our favorite segments on this show we've already talked about craigslist on this show so now we're going to go right back into it this one comes from us from houston texas and guys it's one of our favorite places to help people find love that's right in the drive-through because as we know love can just be a number on the menu <laughs> uh this one just says drive through. I love how they did it too. It's drive, capital D, drive, dash, through. Drive through. <laughs> I don't know why I love how they did that, but it's great. Young girl that looks, uh, who took my order. How young is she? How do you know she was young? Uh, if, she, if you're describing her as young, probably too young for you, sir. Anyway, young girl that took my order at the drive-thru at the Chick-fil-A. Ah, that's why you you don't mind that she's a young woman. You, you're obviously a Christian conservative. I don't even know if you're conservative, but you're definitely Christian because you're shopping at Chick-fil-A. Uh, and they're eating their delicious sandwich. <laughs> Go to Popeye's. <laughs> Is that the new thing? Everybody just yelled. We just all switched to Popeyes now. Uh, yeah, that's that's the new one. Okay, I complimented your eyes, but you but was too shy to ask for your number. 
Well, are you too shy to ask for her number or you complimented her eyes and she got real weirded out and gave you a signal that said, don't ask me any more questions or say anything to me more other than thank you uh, after I hand you your bag of food. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a long shot, but if you see this, feel free to respond. Oh, my God. It's supposed to be wood, but it's W-O-L-D. That's not how you spell wood. Uh, would love to take you out sometime for some Chick-fil-A because that's some gourmet chicken. And, you know, she's a good Christian girl working there, so you get to take her to the good Christian restaurant. That's the, you, you're, I see what you're trying to do here, so you're on top of it. Why do people try to pick up people at their jobs like this? This is weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Has this, does this really work? Like, everybody, I think we just, this is, this is it's a cliche thing. But this is what happens when everybody watches porn. We watch this scenario, uh, fucking tried, worked out, I don't know how many times. This is a, some kind of, you know, uh, food worker, whether it be a pizza boy, a cashier, something. Like, you know, this it happens all the time. And we have now have the delusion of grandeur. I just don't, the, I don't know, I just... You either have some kind of delusion or you're on to, like, you just have the most confidence in the world in your abilities to pick up people. Because I think about this every time. Like, if you go to a place, the, like, the audacity to hit on somebody while they're working. First of all, nobody likes being at their job. There's very few people that you can actually go up to and who will say, no, I absolutely love being at my work every day. So, you're at somebody who's at a place that most, let's just say, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It's a place that they tolerate being at. And they're just like, I'm here, and I will try to make the best of it. I don't think having somebody hit on you at your job is going to be a situation where you're like, I am totally fucking into this. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Stop doing this, people. I, I, I want you to stop doing this. I want this segment to die, personally. It needs to stop happening. But as soon as long as people are putting out dumb shit of how they're trying to get a hold of people that they randomly ran into and apparently now want to shag with, I will be here reading their pleas. So this is where it goes, guys. All right. Guys. If you like this podcast, which you obviously do because you're fucking listening to it, you want to check out all the other fun stuff we have over at punninggame.com. You got this podcast, obviously. You have my other podcast I do with Nathan, uh, Who Gives a F, every Wednesday. You got Monster Jamboree, Things About Stuff, The Grove, uh, No Rational Thought. Go check out all those podcasts. They're released Monday through Friday. We're always having a good time on the website. Also, if you need some holiday shopping ideas, everybody's trying to sell you stuff now. It's the holiday season, baby. Time to run out those credit cards at the end of the year. You know what I'm saying. Head on over to punninggame.com and go to the Punning Game shop where you can find shirts and hoodies for all the different shows. Go check them out right there. Click on them. They'll take you to the website. Um, if you want to go directly to it, go to teespring.com slash stores slash punninggame. And you can order right from there. And don't forget to use promo code NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD for free shipping when you check out. So check that out, guys. Go go check out all the shows. Also, if you want to come watch me do stand-up uh, uh, this next Friday, not the Friday that this episode's out, but December 6th, guys. December 6th, I will be performing at the Free Kitten Show. Um, that's at the Urban Lounge here in Salt Lake City. That show starts at 
uh, 7 o'clock. Doors open at 6. Come check me out. There's a bunch of great comics on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're going to just ha- have some drinks, tell some jokes, and entertain you and start your weekend off on the right foot. So come out December 6th. All right, guys. That's been not worth the time. I'm your host, Wade Taylor. And remember, just rip them socks off.